Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to an episode of Living Loud Outdoors. It's a Thursday in Oklahoma. Sunshine, cold north wind, it's fall. Amen. Hope y'all are having a great day. It is a beautiful day outside. It's pretty. Uh, the leaves are falling off all the trees. It's wintertime on the way. Amen. I have been all over the place lately. <laughs> um, but one thing that I, that I keep falling back to, I have I have walked through some difficult times. Something most of you have kind of recognized that we we you know there's the challenge is on the fight is happening. It's we're in this thing, right? I mean we're in the mix, we're mixing it up, we're we're on the mat, we're whatever you want to call it. Uh, th- there's been some challenging times, and many of us are facing these challenging times right now, whether it be mentally, whether it be emotionally, or whether it actually be physical. Uh, that, that we're fighting. For our well-being, it seems like we certainly live in a in a time of darkness. Uh, the the darkness is all around us. This has been a, you know, we we consider this being in the last days. There's so much confusion. There's so much untruth. Uh, it's it's so difficult to find any truth. So there's been a lot of frustration. There's been a lot of downtime, I guess, because we don't know what to do and we don't know what to believe and we don't know where to go to find what we need in in these times. In the process of that, I kept thinking about a story, and, and I did some research. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring to you a message. Basically, this is gonna be scripture. Uh, I'm just gonna read some scripture to you. It tells a story. Uh, it, it tells its own story, and it's got one of my favorite characters in it. But this is coming out of Acts chapter four, and we're gonna take verse one through thirty-one. So I'm gonna one through thirty-one of Acts chapter four, and and we're gonna talk about Lord, give us boldness. Give us boldness. This is actually one of my favorite areas of Acts. Uh, there's a lot of message in here, and, and it's a powerful message. So I want you to catch it. So I want you to follow along with me as as we we seek out the Lord giving us boldness in this time that we are in. Now, this story unfolds in, in Acts chapter 4, verse 1, where Peter and John have been arrested. In verse 1, and while Peter and John were talking to the people, the, the priests and the captain who was in charge of the temple area and the temple guard and the Sadducees come up to them, being extremely disturbed and thoroughly annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming, in the case of Jesus, the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and they put them in jail until the next day because it was evening. But many of those who heard the message of salvation believed in Jesus and accepted him as the Christ, and the number of the men came to be about 5,000. That's quite an evangelistic service, isn't it? Uh, that that you, you wind up with about 5,000 converts in your message. Verse 5, it says, On the next day, their magistrates and elders and scribes, the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas, 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 I don't know what you call this guy. The high priest was there and Caiaphas and perhaps John and Alexander and all who were of the high priestly descent. And they had put the men in front of them. When they had put the men in front of them, verse 7, they repeatedly asked by what sort of power or in what name, that is, what kind of authority or by what kind of authority did you do this healing? They had basically prayed over someone and they had been healed. I love verse 8. Then Peter, <laughs> there's my buddy Peter. Then Peter, 
filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, said to them. And man, this is a key phrase right here. Verse 8 is, is huge. Then Peter, being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, members of the Sanhedrin, a Jewish high court, if we are being put on trial today to interrogate us for a good deed done to benefit a disabled man, as to how this man has been restored to health, let it be known and clearly understood by all of you and by all the people of Israel in that in the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you demanded be crucified by the Romans, and whom God raised from the dead, in this name, that is by the authority and the power of Jesus, this man stands here before you in good health. This Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders by which became the builders which became the cornerstone is the supreme foundation and the stone governing the structure of the entire building, this cornerstone. All other stones will be set in reference to this stone, the chief cornerstone. So this Jesus is the stone which was despised and rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone, the supreme foundation. In verse 12, it says, and there is salvation in no one else. And there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved. For God has provided the world no alternative for salvation but Jesus. I like this part, starting in verse 13. These guys are kind of rattled here. Now, when the men of the Sanhedrin, the Jewish high court, saw the confidence and the boldness of of Peter and John and grasped the fact that they were uneducated and untrained ordinary men. They, they didn't have any formal religious training and, and no, no spiritual schooling. They'd never been to a religious school. They were astounded by this and, and began to recognize that they had been with Jesus. I love this. Here, here they're doing these great things. They're questioning them on it. They've arrested them on it. They're telling them, hey, you know, what are you doing this and by whose power? They explain it all. So, so listening to these uneducated men speak, they recognize that they have been with Jesus. Picking it up in verse 14, and seeing the man who had been healed standing there with them, they had nothing to say in reply. But after ordering them to step out of the council chamber, they began to confer among themselves, saying, what do we do with these men? For the fact that an extraordinary miracle has taken place through them is public knowledge and clearly evident to all the residents of Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But to keep it from spreading further among the people in the nation, let us sternly warn them not to speak again to anyone in this name. So they sent for them and commanded them not to speak. As his representatives, Jesus or teach at all in the name of Jesus, using him as their authority. But Peter and John replied to them, Whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you and obey you rather than God, you must judge for yourselves. Verse 20 says, For we on our part cannot stop telling people about what we have seen and heard. When the rulers and the council members had threatened them further, they let them go, finding no way to punish them because... Of their fear of the people, for they were all praising and glorifying and honoring God for what had happened. 
For the man to whom was this sign, this attesting miracle of healing had happened, was he was more than 40 years old. After Peter and John were released, they returned to their own people and reported everything that the chief priests and elders had said to them. And when they heard it, they raised their voices together to God and said, O sovereign Lord, having complete power and authority, it is you who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and everything that is in them, and who by the Holy Spirit, through the mouth of our father David, your servant said, Why did the nations, the Gentiles, become arrogant and rage, and the people devise futile things against the Lord? The kings of the earth took their stand to attack. And the rulers were assembled together against the Lord and against his anointing, the Christ the Messiah. For in this city there were gathered together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate, along with the Gentiles and the peoples of Israel, to do whatever your hand and your purpose predestined before the creation of the world to occur. And so without knowing it, they served your own purpose. I love verse 29. And now, Lord, observe their threats. Take them into account and grant that your bondservants may declare your message of salvation with great confidence. While you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders, attesting miracles take place through the name and the authority and the power of your holy servant and son, Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting together was shaken, a sign of God's presence. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness and courage. Whew, that is a powerful, powerful story of, of literally God's holy power. His Holy Spirit in us gives us boldness. It, it gives us the courage to stand. It, it gives me the courage to be on this microphone. It gives me the courage to stand in front of a congregation. It gives me the courage to speak publicly. It, it gives me the boldness to speak the things that God has put on my heart that aren't my words, but his. I'm simply the mouthpiece that he's pouring through. What an incredible thing. There's one other thing I want to point out in this, and it says it right here. Uh, da, 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 da. In verse 29, it says, And now, Lord, observe their threats. This is in the Amplified Version. Observe their threats, take them into account, and grant that your bond servants may declare your message of salvation and with great confidence. I want to touch just a moment on bond servant. There's a complete history of the bond servant. Um, basically, a bond servant is a slave, uh, someone who's been enslaved, who, whether it's through traditional time frames, they've been released from their duty. Uh, slaves could only be kept a certain amount of time uh, in, in biblical history. I, I, don't, I don't know a lot of that. I'm not a biblical historian. But I do know that there were periods of time when, when someone who was subject as a slave was set free. Um, but, but here's the cool part. Sometimes slaves that were set free either by not having anywhere to go or simply having a good enough life as a servant, they didn't want to go anywhere else, would say to their master, allow me to be a bond servant. In other words, I'm no longer a slave, but yet I commit my life to serve you to its end. I'm bound to you. And when that took place, 
the 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 the, the master would take the servant to the door frame and use an awl and he would punch a hole through his ear. Basically, he would pierce his ear with an awl is what the Bible says, marking him as no longer a slave, but a bond servant, a willing servant. He was no longer bound by law or duty to serve this master. He was doing so out of his heart. And and that's what, <laughs> whew, this gets powerful. This is what Peter was saying. Lord, that you grant that your bondservants, that's us. We, we are willingly bound to Christ. We've given our life to him willingly. There, there's no force involved in becoming a follower of Jesus Christ. He says, come, follow me. It's our choice to do so. It's our choice to put down our nets and come after him. It's, it's our choice to go to the doorframe and say, Lord, I'm serving you. Make me a bondservant. I'm bound to you for the rest of my life. Pierce my ear. Mark me that people know I belong to you. What an incredible thing. Because you see, when we do belong to Jesus, others recognize him in us. You understand? That's what they did with Peter and him when the Sanhedrin had him in the court. It's like it's obvious these guys have been with Jesus. I want people to know when they meet me. When they hear me, when they encounter me, wherever it might be, whether it's on the street, whether it's on a job site, whether it's in a church building, whether it's at an event, no matter where I'm at, I want people to know that when they meet me, that they can recognize this is a man who's been with Jesus. How cool is this? Lord, grant to us boldness. God, I don't want to walk this worth in fear. All this garbage going on around me, I don't want to be afraid of it. God, I want to walk with boldness. I want to speak your word with boldness. I want to deliver the truth into this lie that we are living in. God, I want to be a light shining in the darkness. I've got to have your boldness in me. Without your Holy Spirit's power in me, I have no power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We're almost finishing the series on Wednesday night. If you haven't been listening to them, you need to go back and listen to the power of the Holy Spirit. There's There'll be five total. There's four done. They're on the podcast. You need to listen to those if you have not yet. There's some, there's some, there's some beautiful teaching in this about the need for the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus told his own disciples that, hey, I've got to go. They're arguing with him, but he's like, listen, I got to go because the one that's coming after me, you need more than you need me. Think about that for a minute. How cool was it to walk with the son of God on this earth, watching him perform the miracles of God, but yet he say to his own followers, you need the one coming more than you need me. There was a recognition of we needed the power and the boldness that comes when being filled with the Holy Spirit. And right there, it simply states, and when they had prayed, the place where they were meeting together was shaken. It was shaken because of the power of God in them, that that, that manifest presence of God. Lord, shake me today. I, I want to be shaken right where I sit, right where I'm at today. May that be your prayer as well. Man, I, I, <laughs> I, hope, these, I hope these mess with you as much as they mess with me. You know, preaching words that, that come that God gives me, holy cow. I, I had, I've had people 
I've had people say to me, boy, that really got to me. Boy, I know because it got to me before it got to you. I can assure you because I had to eat this before I give it to you. And then I have to do it all over again as I give it to you. God's power is impressive. God's power is revealing. God's power is freedom. God's power breaks the chain of anything holding us. We got to have it. Seek him today. Seek his Holy Spirit in you today. Amen. I'm going to have to shut this down or I'm going to get preachy and I'm going to keep going. God bless you guys today. I hope you're having an incredible week. If not, maybe this improved your week right here. Listen to these words of God. Listen to his scripture. Listen to his spirit speaking into your life. Amen. Let him set you free today. Surrender to him and let him set you free. Lay down your burdens and pick up. He says, my yoke is easy. Put, put my yoke upon you. Yoke yourself up with Jesus today and let him set you free. Amen. We love you. God bless you guys. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for, for following us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing these messages. And I was telling my son earlier today, it's so it's so cool. I'm I'm not a podcaster. I don't know all this technical stuff. I don't even know how I'm getting these things together like I do. But I noticed that there's there's analytics I can look at in this podcast. I've got over four thousand listens now. To, I, I think that's incredible. Maybe it's nothing for a podcaster. Maybe that's low. But to me, I'm thinking four point two thousand listens. Four point two thousand. People have listened to my messages. That's incredible to me because it's God's word being spread out across this nation and into the world because it's going overseas. I've got 32 countries who have tapped in somewhere, somehow, some way, 32 foreign countries who have touched my, my podcast. That's incredible. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, let your word flow into the darkness of this world. Amen. Thank you for your support. You can support us right here on the podcast. You can support us on our, all of our giving links on our website, www.livingoutdoors.com. They're on our Facebook page. You can support right here on the on the podcast platform. It's easy. Amen. <laughs> we love you. Thank you for your prayers. Thank you for walking with us on this journey. Know that we're here for you. Know that we'll listen. We'll, we'll visit. We'll share anything we can to help you through this time. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.